Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 447 for June 14th, 2015. This week, Thumbs Plus is preparing to release an updated version of its photo management application. Security is suddenly becoming a very big topic for business managers and government officials. And in short circuits, a clever way to manage messy wires, the text you send could end up in court. And most of us are carrying more devices around these days. In spare parts only on the website, a new security offering from a startup company promises better protection against state-sponsored cybercrime. And BlackBerry is reported to be considering a big change. Thumbs Plus isn't Photoshop. But it is an application with an easy-to-understand interface that handles a lot of image-related management and organization tasks and also includes the ability to perform certain kinds of edits. The current version, version 9, has been out for a while, but the third service pack will be released soon and will add more features. Overall, the Thumbs Plus interface looks a lot like Windows Explorer with preview windows bolted on. It's possible to rearrange the various windows on the interface. Maybe it's a little bit too easy. All too often I drag a panel away from its normal location and then have trouble putting it back where it belongs. It's easy enough to fix, though. Just navigate through the Windows menu to the Layout menu and choose one of the preset panel arrangements. Still, it would be nice if users could create and save their own personalized spaces and it'd be even better if the interface could then be locked. Adobe products solve this problem with an option to reset any layout to the way it was last saved. My favorite text editor, Ultra Edit Studio, takes a different approach to the problem. Once, it was all too easy to drag a menu or a toolbar off the interface. The Ultra Edit publisher, IDM, made it possible for users to lock all menus and toolbars. Thumbs Plus needs either a lock or a way for users to save layouts. Technically, the application is considered a photo organizing application. Users can organize files by applying keywords, tags, and notes. It goes well beyond being an organizer, though, by allowing users to eliminate red-eye caused by the use of an on-camera flash, adjust color balance, rotate and crop the image, and more. Unfortunately, even though the program is easy to use, the web-based training hasn't been updated for many years. The built-in help, though, has improved quite a bit recently. A batch processing feature allows the user to make identical changes to many photos at the same time. For example, you might want to email a series of images to a friend, but not burden the receiver's connection with dozens of full-size raw images. Thumbs Plus can be used to create resized versions of all the files, rename them, and store them in a separate directory for you to email. Some of the more recent changes made to the work in progress include updating the help file to provide better assistance on dealing with photograph metadata and the built-in metadata batch editor. 
It's also worth noting that if you have made extensive changes to the user interface, installing the new version will reset the metadata info tab to its default settings, and it'll delete all toolbar and menu customizations the first time the new version is run. Overall, the interface is easy to understand, much more so than some competing programs. As the program copies images from a camera to the computer's hard drive, the user will see a progress window where Adobe Lightroom will detect possible duplicate files and deselect them by default. Thumbs Plus notes the duplication, then asks if the user wants to overwrite the existing file. If you make extensive use of photo sharing sites, you'll find that Thumbs Plus doesn't yet support direct uploads. Perhaps that's coming in a future release, but even so, it isn't something I've found to be lacking. All photo sharing sites have their own upload processes, and this eliminates the need for programs such as Thumbs Plus to have their own. One of the big improvements recently has been the amount of metadata made available. After selecting a picture, you can see a vast amount of information that shows when the image was taken, what kind of camera was used, the shutter speed and lens aperture, focal length and whether the flash fired, GPS data if the camera provides it, orientation, nominal resolution, image size, and lots more. Images can be acquired from a camera, of course, but Thumbs Plus also works with scanners. Once you have photos loaded into the program, you can create slideshows and print multiple images per page for review. Multiple images per page. Think of proof sheets, if you're old enough to remember proof sheets. Basic editing tools such as red-eye removal and the ability to rotate, flip, resize, and crop images are all included, along with visual effects such as conversion to black and white or sepia. The bottom line for Thumbs Plus for cats, it's good, basic, easy-to-use photo management. There's no shortage of programs that can organize and manage digital photos these days. Thumbs Plus has been around since the earliest days of digital photography. In fact, it predates digital photography. Its easily understandable interface provides access to the tools that most people will need, while still including some advanced features that users can grow into. You'll find additional details on the Thumbs Plus website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. Just as success in real estate depends on location, 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 increasingly success in any endeavor that involves data involves security, security, security. At a time when retail organizations and health insurance companies expose millions of records, and when even the federal government can be hacked with relative ease, security should be constantly a top-of-mind issue for business and government leaders. Security firm RSA provides hardware and software security devices intended to allow users to connect to corporate resources securely on encrypted connections via the public Internet. It also works to detect, investigate, and respond to advanced threats. RSA President Amit Yoren says that companies continue to pour huge amounts of money into security measures such as antivirus and anti-malware applications and firewalls, but even so, he says, the biggest organizations still feel unprepared for the threats they're facing. 
RSA research suggests that most companies lack the maturity to address cybersecurity risks, and 83% of large organizations ranked themselves as below developed in maturity. That is particularly troubling considering the widespread threat from cyber crooks. Additionally, RSA says that nearly half of the companies they surveyed say that they are currently unable to measure, assess, and mitigate cybersecurity risks. Oh, and the real kicker is this. Only one-third of financial services organizations say that they are adequately prepared. One-third. Your calls prevention only a failed strategy. He says that more attention needs to be focused on detection and response. To some, that might sound like admitting defeat, but it is, in fact, an encouraging shift in attitudes. The cost of malware kits widely available on the Internet continues to drop, and the old whack-a-mole strategy no longer works. Today it's important to detect potential problems early so that the security team can respond to them. The perceived lack of overall maturity is realistic, considering the number of organizations that suffered security incidents within the past year, incidents that harmed their customers, damaged their reputation, and cost a lot to remediate. Bjorn says that nearly half of the companies surveyed described their own capabilities as non-existent or ad hoc, and only about one in five companies felt that they have robust detection and reporting in place. Size didn't seem to matter much. More than 80% of companies that admitted serious shortcomings had more than 10,000 employees. RSA says its research revealed that financial services organizations, often cited as the industry leaders in terms of security maturity, actually are in no better condition than companies overall. Telecommunications industry participants reported the highest level of maturity, but still only about half of the companies consider their processes to be mature. Oh, and government? It ranked last. Only 18% of respondents said that they feel their systems were really fully developed. You know, this doesn't leave me with a lot of warm, fuzzy, secure feelings. short circuits. As essential as they are, cables can be a major annoyance. I have cables that are needed once a week when the backup drives come home. I have cables that are needed every day to recharge batteries. And of course there are cables that attach peripherals to computers and cables that attach various devices to docking stations. It can be a mess. To keep track of the cables that are needed for backup, those are power and USB cables, or digital cameras, a different kind of USB cable, of course. I bought some rubberized holders with adhesive backs. I've stuck some to monitor bases to keep the backup and camera cables from falling to the floor, and I attached additional holders to a filing cabinet to make sure that recharging cables are always right where I can find them. Those don't help when it comes to managing cables for a docking station, but Captive Cables manufactures 16-inch sleeves with zippers that can be used to corral the docking station cables. You can think of them as long tubes, because that's exactly what they are. 
The zipper part, though, is genius because you can unzip the tube most of the way, insert additional cables easily, and then zip the tubes closed again. Check out the pictures on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Members of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, also known as divorce lawyers, say that they have seen an uptick in the use of data from texts, smartphones, and other portable devices in divorce proceedings. Perhaps unsurprisingly, nearly 100% of the lawyers who responded to the survey report an increase in this type of data. About two-thirds of divorce lawyers say they have seen more evidence being gathered from apps, specifically Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The president of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, James McLaren, says that where a suspicious spouse might have turned to a private investigator for this kind of detailed information in the past, today most people willingly carry around some kind of wireless tracking device wherever they go. As a result, says McLaren, smartphones and other wireless devices are having a big impact on the ways in which couples divorce. Overall, 97% of the attorneys cited an increase in the number of cases using evidence taken from smartphones and other wireless devices during the past three years. The most common types of evidence gathered were texts, email messages, and phone numbers and call history. Internet browsing and searches and GPS data were also included, but at a much lower rate. An increase in the number of cases using evidence taken from apps during the past three years was cited by 67% of the respondents, while 28% said they saw no change, 5% said there was actually a decrease. In addition to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, the lawyers cited Find My iPhone, Snapchat, Google Maps, Google Plus, WhatsApp, and Tinder. As we are carrying more stuff around with us these days, a survey by Kensington seems to provide results that are only slightly less predictable than research proving water is wet. About 60% of professionals use more than one computing device at work at least half of the time. Also, not particularly surprising is the conclusion that most of us believe integrating the devices that we carry around would make us more productive. Kensington provides mobile security devices, power adapters, chargers, keyboards, mice, docking stations, and other devices. The survey shows that about 60% of users send files back and forth between a mobile device and a computer at least three times a week. The survey conducted by Forrester Research shows that 74% of employees have two devices that they use for work, and just over half of users juggle three devices. When sending files between a mobile device and a computer, most rely on multiple resources such as email and various cloud-based storage services. They also use a range of external accessories like monitors, keyboards, and chargers to boost productivity. 
Seeing a marketing opportunity, Kensington's global product manager, Louis Yao, says that limitations caused by a cluttered digital landscape show a need for employees to have access to more flexible accessories at their desktops. Most organizations need to move toward a standardized process that allows professionals to conveniently use a single solution in their work environment, Yao said, rather than worrying about how to sync their devices. Kensington's productivity survey also revealed that professionals in organizations large and small across diverse industries are concerned with the effects of their productivity from lack of integration among the various computing devices they lug around. Over 80% of those polled use email for file transfer between two devices, and 90% of IT management, IT staff, and corporate managers believe that integrating their computing devices would enhance their productivity. The survey identified the top five business tasks of respondents using a smartphone are phone calls. You know, in some ways, that's a surprise. Number two was emails, three was text, then come maps and photos. You can find the full report on the Kensington website. And you can find more information on the TechBiter Worldwide website in spare parts only on the website. A new security offering from a startup company promises better protection against state-sponsored cybercrime. And BlackBerry is reported to be considering a big change. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.